Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, thanks for giving me a listen today. Appreciate it. Uh, so the 2021 season is officially over. Let the off season begin. Um, so <laughs> first of all, I, was, I used to hate the Braves um, due to the, the heartache of the early 90s. Um, and, uh, just, yeah, that, <laughs> um, but it was good to see them win. Um, actually pretty, pretty happy for them. I think yeah, I like when somebody different wins and it's not just the same three or four teams, um, that just rotate through. So that was pretty cool. Um, but now we move into the off season and the pirates have some pretty, um, pretty big things to figure out this year. Um, do I expect them to sign a big free agent? Not at all. Who knows when that would even happen with the collective bargaining agreement, um, still in limbo and, you know, getting all that figured out. Um, who knows what these next six, seven months, eight months, whatever are going to look like. Um, like this could take a while. Like we could get, you know, the lock lockout could be happening, um, at some point, but um, today I just want to kind of look at the Pirates, um, and look at, you know, what are some things I, I would like to see them do? Um, who would I like, to, you know, who would I like to see them at? What kind of trade chips do they have? Um, and that's a big thing too. Don't think the Pirates are done trading. Yeah, they unloaded a lot of their top, um, guys last year, you know, before the season, your Tyons, your Musgroves, your Josh Bells, during the season, your Adam Frazier's, uh, Richard Rodriguez. Um, but there's still guys that have value. And so I'm going to take a look at that, take a look at the roster a little bit, and, and, and kind of talk about the trade pieces, talk about where some holes are. Um, we still don't know who all is going to be a free agent. Trades have already kind of started happening throughout the league. Um, you know, the Tigers got uh, Tucker Barnhart from uh, the Reds. Um, so little things like that could stop. The Pirates yesterday just claimed a pitcher from the Orioles. Um, but we'll talk about that uh, a little bit here. Uh, and, you know, I and, and look at what, what I think the Pirates are going to do or what I'd like them to do, because who knows what they'll actually do, but what I'd like them to do this offseason, what I, you know, some, some places where I think there's opportunities. So, uh, but before we get into all that, let's have a message from Anchor. So first, you know, let's identify the holes. Like, you know, what do the pirates really need to address here? Um, I personally feel like uh, they need another outfielder. Uh, yes, there are plenty of outfielders in AAA, right? Um, we have a lot. The Pirates have a lot of different guys sitting there, um, you know, with the potential to um, come up. But I don't know if any of them are close. You, you lost Swaggerty for the year uh, last year, you know, so there you lost a year of development with him. Um. You have other guys like Cal Mitchell, uh, Kenan Smith, and Jigba. Um, 
and uh, Jack Swinski, different guys like that, that are knocking on the door. Uh, none of them are um, necessarily are, you know, earth shatteringly good uh, prospects. They're, they're, they're good. I think they all have the potential uh, to be solid outfielders. Um, but none of them seem poised to just start in the big leagues uh, to start the 2022 season. Um, so right now, the outfield is made up of Anthony Alford, Ben Gamble, and Brian Reynolds, really. Um, you know, they have other guys. They're, you know, they're standard utility guys that could play anywhere. And are, and who knows if those guys, some of those guys are even going to be, you know, with the team, like Wilmer Defoe, um, you know, Jared Oliva, uh, Phil Evans all down in, you know, AAA. I, I think... I personally think all of them are going to be DFA'd. Um, we will see on that. Um, they have a bunch of other guys, you know, that can play other places. Hoy Park, technically Colt Tucker. They, um, O'Neal Cruz, maybe you move him to the outfield. Castro, um, Michael Chavis. Guys that can play virtually a multi, you know, a multitude of of positions, right? But I I think they really do need to sign somebody, um, a, a solid outfielder. I think that's one thing. You know, last year, yes, they they weren't good, um, but I think they lost some games uh, based on having guys out in the outfield who were not outfielders. Um, so I think Gamble and Reynolds are the only locks there, so that kind of opens things up a little bit. Um, you know, Alford struck out a ton, but he hit better the second time around last season, maybe prolonging his stay here in Pittsburgh. Uh, but I really do want them to bring bring in some kind of outfielder. Um, and again, we don't know who all is going to be out there. Obviously, they're not going to spend a bunch of money on anybody. Um <laughs> Bunch of talk. People want Andrew McCutcheon back. His option was declined. Um, I don't. Um, I think seeing Kutch, you know, in his prime in Pittsburgh um, was awesome. Um, it was sad to see him go. Uh, but he's, and I think Gary, Gary Morgan um, put it very well. It's like he, he's not the Kutch we remember. And I think fans tend to you know, latch on to that, that, that nostalgia. Um, if you could get them cheap, right? Like if Kutch comes back for, um, you know, a, a pretty good team friendly one year deal. Okay. You know, if that's, if that's all it is. Okay. Um, I'd love to see Kutch come back if he's still even semi-producing later on, you know, in a couple years when the Pirates are also um, hopefully good and and contending. Um, But to just see him, you know, play on this team, which is probably not going to be a contender uh, next year, 
Um, it doesn't serve any purpose other than, you know, some fan service. And, you know, I'd hate to see them spend money to bring in Andrew McCutcheon only to have Andrew McCutcheon just not be Andrew McCutcheon at all anymore. Like I said, he's not the Andrew McCutcheon that, that we saw in 2000, you know, 2012, 13, 14, 15. You know, his production had started to, to drop off um, when the Pirates dealt him to the Giants. Um, it hasn't improved. Uh, you know, he's still, he's not, he's not who he used to be. Um, I'd hate to see him all of a sudden just totally bottom out and have to be, you know, released or dealt or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's that's a smart signing. One guy who could be interesting, and I believe he was just, uh, his option was declined, was uh, Cole Calhoun. Um, Calhoun. Calhoun's got some pop. He could be a good guy to sign with, you know, the idea that, you know, he would then be possible trade bait. Um, you know, Cole Calhoun put up some good numbers in the past. Um, he struggled a little bit with some um, with some injuries. Uh, last year, he only had 166 um, at-bats. So last year wasn't, um, you know, a great... Uh, a great year for him. Um, so uh, you'd be looking for that bounce back. And that's really what the Pirates are looking for. Um, you know, Calhoun's 30, 34. Um, you know, he's not a young guy, um, but he could be cheap, could be flipped, or if he's not any good and, or, you know, struggles a lot and you he could be like a, a Todd Frazier situation where he gets passed up by uh, one of the prospects, like Swaggerty or somebody like that. Um, but I think that the Pirates are still, whether we want them to be or not, and I know fans don't want them to be, they're still in that uh, low-risk, I would say low-risk medium reward um, situation where, you know, if they, have, if they can sign somebody on the cheap that has produced in the past, um, you know, Calhoun is hit, 248 career hitter, 161 uh, home runs. Again, not a Hall of Famer, um, but he's going to be cheaper than Andrew McCutcheon. And if he produces, even in a, you know, a, a limited role, you know, a, a platoon role out there in right field or wherever, um, you know, he gets dealt for, for anything. And that's a win for the Pirates, really. Um, the Pirates are not in that position yet where they're going to, where, where they're probably going to, you know, they're going to spend money on guys who will probably be here in 2023, 2024, 2025, right? If they do that, they're going to sign guys that are already here. Like they're going to extend Brian Reynolds. You know, they're going to uh, maybe give Ben Gamble a little bit of an extension, something like that. Um, you're not going to see too many multi-year deals. Um, they could, sure. I mean, anything's possible. And with the collective bargaining agreement coming up and all that drama that's going to unfold with that, um, you know, things could drastically change, you know, with, with the structure. Um, so the Pirates may may actually do that, may sign somebody 
to a, a multi-year deal. But um, I, I think, you know, I'm going on, you know, where the Pirates are right now as far as um, their roster and uh, where I think they'll be as a team next year. And to go out and sign somebody um, at this point, you know, unless they intend on, you know, flipping them as well, it to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But um, they still could. Um, but yeah, Andrew McCutcheon is not is not the answer uh, for the Pirates. Um, so the outfield, I definitely you know could see them doing you know something there. Um, Pitching, the Pirates should always be in the market for a starting pitcher, right? Unless they are absolutely loaded one through five um, in their rotation, they should always be looking for at least one veteran starter um, to come in. Um, and that could be a guy like, you know, like Tyler Anderson. Bring him back. Um, give him another one-year, you know, two-year deal even. Um, but... The rotation still up in the air. Um, you know, we kind of know who's going to be in the mix. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll we'll see where everybody kind of falls. Um, but they're definitely going to sign some bullpen guys. They're definitely going to bring in more guys to compete for the bullpen um, spots. You know, they just picked up Eric Hanold from uh, the Orioles on a waiver claim. Um <laughs> 28 years old, numbers aren't great, um, he's depth. Um, I would bet money that come uh, next week, Come next week, Eric Hanold is not on this team anymore. You know, when they actually have to, um, you know, bring all these guys off the 60-man I.L., you know, there's a lot of other teams that are doing the same thing. So Hanold most likely will just be uh, an op- uh, a backup uh, a depth option there in uh, coming in, you know, as a non-roster invitee to spring training uh, to try to earn a spot. Otherwise, he'll be an indie. Um, you know, this is a, a no risk. And, you know, if, if they have to designate him and if he doesn't, somebody else claims him, oh, well. You know, the Pirates, all the team, all teams do this. Um, the Pirates have always done it. Um, I think it was his name, uh, Brady Dragmire. You know, he kicked around many times. The Pirates have had several guys over the last several years who, you know, some guys that they've actually claimed, um, claimed twice, you know, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, didn't see enough of them the first time around, um, and bring them back when they're designated from the team that claimed them. So, um, I think the bullpen is something that the Pirates, uh, we'll need to address. Um, I think they have a lot of options in the house. Um, you know, some of them are good. Some of them aren't. Um, some of them are guys that could be, uh, you know, coming into the season and, you know, being considered for a rotation spot, but then get bumped to the pen. Uh, like a Dylan Peters, you know, if they sign a veteran, um, you know, Dylan Peters could be bumped back um, to to the pen, um, you know, which is fine. Um, but pitching is always something that the, a team like the Pirates should be looking to upgrade, you know, at least, you know, you can flip them. I mean, I, I know, I know like a lot of fans hate that. Um, I talk to people all the time where they're like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of flipping people. It's like, well, it, it's smart. 
um, you know, for a team like the Pirates, a team in their position where, you know, they're not a big market team. They, um, they don't have a lot of money to spend. They have money that they could spend that they don't, but they're not in the position to really do that either. Um, and, you know, realistically contend. So, um, build the farm system, you know, continue to look for towards the future. And this year is going to be the same. I don't think they're going to trade as many guys this year. And some of these guys like that are we currently see on the roster um, are going to be trade chips. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but another position that I think the Pirates really need to look at um, is catcher. Um, I don't think they need to go out and sign, you know, some like a, somebody to necessarily start. Um, but I think they really could use a better option as a backup. Um, now it's, you know, it's not a sexy position, backup catcher. You play once, maybe twice a week. Um, you know, but I think they can do better than Michael Perez. Um, Perez offensively was just terrible. And, and defensively he, he had his moments, but like, you know, and a lot of it could just be comparing them to Stallings. Uh, so, you know, maybe they keep this, maybe they keep Taylor Davis and DFA Michael Perez. I personally probably would DFA both of them, um, and go looking elsewhere. And it could be something, you know, along the lines of, you know, you go out and bring back Andrew Susak. Um, they're going to, you're going to see a couple of those moves. Um, but catchers are coming up in the system. Um, got Carter Benz, you know, he will most like, I would think most likely be an indie. Um, to start the year next year. So you have a guy that's kind of coming up who has a, a, a more, um, who's good defensively, but has a little bit more of a, of a bat than, than some of those other guys like Suzak or, or any of those um, minor league free agents that they always seem to pick up. Um, but you, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think there's guys out there, again, not, you're not going to get anybody spectacular. Um, but, you know, there's got to be somebody that's that's a little better than than Michael Perez offensively. Um, so, and you have to also think, as much as you fans, as much as I really don't want them to, you know, Jacob Stallings could be a trade chip. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a given, but you know, if some the right team calls on him. You know, the the Pirates very well and, and Ben Sherrington very well could could deal them. So we'll see what happens there too. Um, but yeah, those are the holes. Like those are the big glaring holes where there aren't a whole lot of prospects like that are ready. Um, you know, and in where you know, especially like I said with the pitching, it's always a good idea to bring in a veteran to compete at least compete for a, for a role in the rotation. Um, if spring training comes along and all these guys. You know, like Yahure, Contreras, Bryce Wilson, um, you know, Dylan Peters, um, Kranick, uh, Mitch Keller, Will Crow, Brubaker, Brawl, if he's healthy. You know, maybe even Chad Cool to an extent. There's a lot of guys coming in to compete for five spots. Um, I would think that, you know, Cool's probably in the pen, but it makes sense. Bring in a veteran. You know, if those if you hurry and Contreras, you don't feel they're ready. There's no real need to rush them. Um, you know, get that veteran in there because, like we saw, 
this year and every other year, you need depth. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens um, with them as far as, you know, addressing, um, addressing those needs and uh, really, you know, hashing out this roster going into next season. So what do the Pirates have as far as um, trade chips? Like, honestly, guys that I, I think they could get some value for and guys that I think we'll see dealt. Um, like I said earlier, the Pirates have a need for relievers, right? They actually have a all unproven, but they actually have some depth there. Guys in AAA like Hunter Stratton and um, uh, John O'Reilly – uh, could, you know, arrive on the scene this year and, you know, provide pretty, uh, you know, pretty solid depth um, there in, in middle relief or, you know, the seventh inning type guys. So um, one of the one of the guys that I could I could see dealt um, is Chris Stratton. Um, I think Stratton, um, you know, has some value. I was actually pretty surprised they didn't trade him last year. Um but I feel like he could draw some trade interest. What could they get back for him? Um, probably a similar return to what they got um, for uh, Richard Rodriguez. Maybe not quite, um, you know, as much there. But I, I didn't like. I wasn't blown away by the Richard Rodriguez return. I liked it. Bryce Wilson, you know, um, pitched pitched well, good enough. <laughs> Um, that he's, you know, pr- kind of pretty much established himself as a, as a, an arm in that rotation, um, going into next year. Um, I think Chase and Shreve could, um, provide some trade value there. Chase and Shreve had a decent year. He kind of, um, I wouldn't say struggled, but he, he kind of tailed off there at the end of the year, um, but being that he is a, a lefty, you know, he can, he has some he has a little bit of value there. Um I think both of those guys could could be dealt. Um Sam Howard's another one. Sam Howard's tough because the first half of the season, Sam Howard was phenomenal. Um I really thought he was going to provide good value in a trade. Um but I he he got hurt came back and really wasn't wasn't the same um so I don't know if if there's a lot there like it depends on on, I guess on on what people want um if they believe that they can get the Sam Howard from the first half of the year and that everything else was just working back from injury could bring you some value um but one of the guys that I really I'm really interested to see what they do with. And I talked to think I think I talked a little bit about it on my last podcast. Uh it was Chad Cool. Um what do you do with Chad Cool? Um I I tend to lean to towards keeping him around and seeing if he can, you know, put together a good string of of outings or, you know, coming out of the pen and and then deal him. Um, you know, next season around the deadline. But I think going into this year, I think he has some value. I don't know how much. So is it better to keep him around and see what he brings later? Um, 
or take what you can get. Um, I I guess I kind of lean towards keeping him around, but if the if the deal's there, take it. Because the other thing to remember is the Pirates need to clear roster space. Um, they have a lot of guys coming back off the 60-man um, injured list um, that they're going to have to make room for. Um, and there are guys, you know, that need protected from the Rule 5. Um, so I think that those those bullpen pieces are um, are the big trade chips. I, I don't, don't see them really dealing anybody else. Um, I think if they're floored, like if they get a really good offer or maybe a package deal that would bring... Um, you know, good prospects back, or even like a solid everyday player um, somewhere. And this is just spe- uh, speculation, obviously. Um, but Mitch Keller, um, Mitch Keller could be one of those guys that's just in uh, um, in need of a change of scenery. Kind of the, the same thing that the Pirates had with with Glass. Now, you know, he left tweaked some stuff, and was still Tyler Glass now, but a way more effective version. Um, maybe Mitch Keller, you know, could fall in that hole. But really, I think those, those out of the, the pitching, um, I think those guys, the ones that I mentioned, are the ones that uh, that could be dealt and bring something back. I really lean towards Stratton and Shreve as being the two big ones there. Um so obviously we're not going to get number one prospects back from anybody for those guys, um, but could get some solid solid guys to um, put in, um, you know, in, in the in the farm system. Um, so, you know, future use. Um, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, Jacob Stallings. Um, I think Jacob Stallings might be the Pirates' best trade piece as far as value. Um, I don't think they're going to trade him, but I wouldn't be totally shocked if they did, um, especially if he if he ends up winning the gold glove and everything. So we'll see. Um, but the rest, Colin Moran's a maybe. Uh, I think Moran, you know, if he had played a whole season and produced like he did early on before he got hurt, uh, I think he... I, I, I think he may have been traded at the deadline, to be honest, once they, especially when they got um, Sasugo. But, you know, he's still, Moran's still here. Sasugo's a free agent. Um, there, the rumors were that they were talking to him. Um, but, you know, we'll see um, how that works out. But Moran definitely has some trade value. I, I don't know. I don't know what the Pirates will do there. I think you... I don't think he'll be traded quickly. I think it would be, you know, after the CBA has been figured out and whether or not the Pirates, you know, whether they need a DH. Because um, I think Moran and Sasugo could could fit that role um, if they bring Sasugo back. Um, and then you're not talking, there's not a whole lot. The big, the obviously the big trade ship would be Brian Reynolds. And I really don't see them trading him. I, I, I think you... And I hope that they go extension there, um, but I don't see them trading him. There were some rumors that 
you know, what they were asking for was extremely high. Um, you know, back at the deadline, I know Seattle, they were asked for their number one prospect, who was the number two prospect overall in, in all of baseball. Um, I mean, if you're offered the right package, do you listen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you pull the trigger on Reynolds if you're offered like just a once in a lifetime package of prospects? Absolutely. Um, but I don't think they'll get to that point. Um, I really don't. I think if Reynolds hit, a, you know, more home runs, I think that would be one where, you know, that that type of deal is feasible. But I really don't think it's realistic. Um, so other than that, I think the Pirates are in the position. You just sit on Reynolds, extend them, sit on them for another couple years and then trade them. But we'll see. Um, I don't think there's going to be any news there. Then, you know, after that, you know, there's going to be some trade pieces. Um, the, the Pirates have plenty of guys in their minor league system that are in need of protection from the Rule 5 draft. Um, so it might be smart on the Pirates' end to deal from that um, uh, surplus, I guess, be the right word. Um, so, you know, could we see some some guys doubt some of the guys that we've been watching and, um, you, know, you know, the prospects that have been highly touted? Could we see, like, a Cal Mitchell get dealt? Um, could we see a Mason Martin get dealt? Um, you know, maybe, <laughs> uh, I think they're in that position where, you know, if you're not going to, if, if you don't want to lose them, you know, get something out of them. I always compare it like, a, was, you know, years ago when, when the Pirates traded, um, Alex Dickerson to the Padres and got, um, a couple guys, um, back for him. Um, you know, that's the type of deal, um, that, you know, makes sense here. You have a guy that, you know, guys that are are good prospects, not um, not anybody that's going to, that's really necessarily blowing you away. They're not your number one prospect, not your number two prospect. Um, but, you know, you know, they're top 20, top 30, but you have a bunch of other guys that are right there with them. So like with Dickerson, the Pirates traded him for Jeff Decker and, and Miles uh, Mikolas, or Mikolas. I can't never remember how you pronounce his last name. Um, you know, obviously for the Pirates, neither one of those panned out for them. Um, they flipped uh, Miles for, um, uh, what's his name? Chris, oh, blanking Chris. Um. Uh, McGinnis, there we go, Chris McGinnis, traded him for Chris McGinnis, and McGinnis did nothing, so um, that one really didn't work out, but then you look at what they did with the Indians, you know, you had Jordan Luplo, um, Max Moroff, uh, and you flip them, and you bring in these low-level guys, and one of them, you know, turns out to um, to be something, Tanaj Thomas, Um 
you know, a pretty solid prospect there. So that's the type of deals. I, I kind of think that the Pirates may pull one or two of those um, just because they have so many guys that need protected. Um, they're not going to lose. Like, they'll lose a couple if they if they leave if they leave a bunch unprotected. Um, they'll probably lose one or two in the in the rule five. Um, I don't think th they won't be decimated. Obviously, they're going to protect the guys that are high up on the list. Um, but like a Cody Bolton, you know, Cody Bolton missed the year. You know, where does he stand? Um, is he somebody they might trade, or is he going to, you know, year gone from development, the year before, and you know, not a full season, so he's two years away from actually playing a full season of baseball, or two, yeah, two years from playing a full season of baseball. So what do you do? Do you how are you going to like how do you protect a guy like that? And you know, I personally would lean towards protecting Cody Bolton. But you could flip them um, and bring in some lower-level guys that maybe don't need protected. So, Or, you know, like I said, you always package. That's the one thing that, that I think a lot of people don't um, think about. You know, if the Pirates, if the collective bargaining agreement works out in favor of small market teams and teams like the Pirates, um, you know, who's to say they don't go out and, and trade um, for somebody with, con with controllability, you know, teams like the, like the Rays and, and, you know, are always looking to, to deal and, you know, maybe the Pirates could be a partner there for somebody. Um, again, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know, um, realistically who would be, you know, out there, you know, in a, in a trade, you know, Austin Meadows would be one, but I think that, I don't think they're going to bring Meadows back, obviously. And you'd probably have to give up a, a pretty decent package of prospects. And the Pirates aren't there yet. Um, but, you know, they they could test the waters and, you know, look to trade from the surplus of prospects. Um, I don't, again, I don't think they're there yet. It's a possibility. You know, maybe they do sign somebody. You know, maybe they do bust out a, a multi-year deal on a free agent. The money's there. Pirates have the money. Um, you know, maybe they sign somebody to a three-year deal. Again, no idea who that would be, but... Um, the offseason's wide open, and the, and the CBA is really looming um, over this whole thing, and, and so much of the Pirates' offseason, which is like... Off, the off season and the deadline are like, I love baseball like all around and no, but that stuff just keeps baseball going. It's always just so fascinating and fun um, and sometimes really disappointing. Um, but I mean, it could all be delayed for a while. So um, who knows what happens once the dust is settled um, and what, what come, what the pirates come out with um, and not just the pirates, any of the, the small market teams. Uh, so we'll see, but those are the, the, the guys that I could see them, them trading. I think the next, um, was it the seventh, I believe is when they can, um, you, when guys start hitting the open market and when rosters kind of have to be 
figured out and guys have to be brought back from the 60 man um, injured list and, and everything. So there's a lot that's going to happen here over the weekend, right? So, you know, mon you know, there's a lot that needs figured out. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised we see a deal um, here with the Pirates, you know, trading somebody for, you know, low level prospects just to, to clear them off the roster, like a chasing Shreve or something like that. But um, we'll see. Be interesting to interesting to see how everything uh, kind of pans out for them. So that's the episode for today. Um, I just wanted to just talk about some things and, and look at um, uh, give my opinion on on what the what where I feel like the Pirates have some um, flexibility, where some moves can be made, and some different positions. Um, you know, to target, um, I don't see them, obviously I don't see the, like I said, I don't see them breaking the bank. Um, but you know, there's, there's moves to be made. This team, in my opinion, is heading in the right direction. Um, you know, 2021 season is behind us. We're moving into looking at 2022. Um, you know, this, it's going it, to next year could be really fun. And, you know, it, it all starts now. It all starts with putting the roster together. Um, so um, we'll see. But again, you know, uh, check me out social media um, at Bucko Fever Pod on Twitter, um, Bucko Fever Podcast on Facebook, and Bucko Fever Podcast.com. Um, check me out. Shoot me a message tweet me whatever um like to, if you want to talk some some pirates so um yeah again you know i appreciate everybody listening looking forward to to diving into 2022 um and looking at the pirates going forward so you know thanks for listening and you know have a good one